2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: It is first and goal. Give goes inside and carrying the football as Kennedy Brooks and he's in for the touchdown. Kennedy Brooks breaking tackles and the Eagles are finally on the scoreboard.
4: Holding offense number forty-seven. Whoops! <laughs> it's coming
3: back. Not so fast. <laughs>
5: Nice pull, Mosh. Yeah, it kind of sums it up. Uh, it was an ugly night last night. Zach Berman does a terrific job uh, writing about those Philadelphia Eagles for uh, the Athletic joins us. Now, Zach, how are you this morning? doing great. Thanks for having me on. Good. It's a pleasure. Um, before we get into who's going to make the team, who's not going to make the team, what might they do, I'm just curious what you think ultimately Nick Sirianni thought of last night I mean, how his team played, but how the Dolphins handled it. Again, Dolphins could do whatever they wanted. I mean, both literally and figuratively. But like, what Nick feels he learned from last night?
6: Yeah, I mean, Nick's a competitive guy, so I, I, I can't imagine he enjoyed seeing the way last night went, right? And, and, uh, but I, I don't think they're overstating it, and I, I think they also recognize uh, what the situation is. There's, there's different schools of thought. On how to handle the preseason, uh, Mike McDaniel kept his starters in early. That he's from the the Shanahan coaching tree. You saw in the San Francisco game the other night, Kyle Shanahan did the same. You know, he had his starters out there too. Um, and then from Sirianni's perspective, and and you saw this a bit last year, and they lean into it more this year. They want to get the week one healthy. That's 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 their objective. And you know, it's an organizational approach. Other teams have done it this way. The Los Angeles Rams, under Sean McVay, for instance, uh, are well-known for not playing their top guys in the preseason. So you want to be competitive, but the Eagles take far more from the joint practices than they do from the preseason games, at, at least for the top-of-roster guys. The problem here is they only had one joint practice this week, not two.
4: And how'd that joint practice go the other day?
6: <laughs> not particularly good, to be honest with you. Um, you, you know, I mean, Nick Sirianni said... It was Jalen Hurts' best practice since, uh, since Nick's been with the Eagles. I, I find that um, to be more defending his guy than what actually happened. Now, there are interpretations that, that reasonable people could have with a play, right? If, if Hurts is checking down and that's the design of the play, um, then he's doing what Sirianni wants on that play. But ultimately, you judge by the result. I was focused more on the defense. You know, I split it up with my beat-up partner, Bo Wolf. I was watching the defense and I'll say that the defense struggled against Tua. Um and you know the the coverage was not what you wanted to see. Tua was was getting the ball to the right spots. The Eagles were missing some some pieces in their secondary. Uh, nonetheless, they looked much better in Cleveland than in Miami.
4: Right, and uh, oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts might have had his best practice ever as an Eagle. He was second-best quarterback on the field that day. Uh, not even close to what Tua to it did to the Eagles' defense, so I'm with you that I think Nick uh, may have overstated it a little bit. Here's why I, I worry a little bit out of last night, uh, Bo, uh, see if you're on the same page with me. I get it. Dolphins played their starters, went up and down the field, 17 nothing before you could blink, end of the first quarter. The final score is 48-10. So, oh, by the way, Dolphins put up another 31 points there after the starters came off the field. The Eagles backups didn't do well against the Dolphin backups either. They had no chance against the Dolphin starters. And then they didn't do all that well against the uh, Dolphin backup. How much would we be worried about the depth on this Eagle team?
6: I wouldn't be worried too much about it, right? I, I, I understand... Um... That was, that was not a fun watch for, for fans, and there could be reasons to be concerned. Um, I've covered the Eagles now for 11 seasons. This is my 11th season. 2020, they did not have preseason, but, uh, the thing that I've learned here is there's very little correlation between what occurs in the preseason and and what occurs during the regular season. You're, you're looking for particular things from players. You can say the Eagles don't have the depth. I I would say that um, it's really position by position. At the line of scrimmage, I think the Eagles probably have more depth than, or or more quality depth, I would say, than just about any team um, in the NFL. You know, they, they, you you got to think about it. You're you're very seldom going to spot seventy to eighty on a roster during the season, right? I mean, even if if, if you're hit hard with injuries. You're probably going, you know, 55 to 65 when you include the practice squad. So, uh, so I I wouldn't overstate what happened last night.
5: All right, Zach Berman is our guest. You can follow Zach on Twitter at zberm. Uh, it is time for teams to uh, pair their roster by four o'clock Tuesday. They got to get down to 53, and then they're going to grab a few, lose a few, grab a few. Um, let's start, uh, let's kind of take it by position. Jody and I were talking earlier. We, we were not impressed with Reed Sennette. We've noticed Carson mm-hmm. Strong can't get on the, uh, can't get on the field. They're going to go with just two. They're going to just keep Hurts, Minshew, and kind of take their chances after that.
6: That's, that's what I'm projecting here. Uh, now Howie Roseman's history has been, has, has trended more toward keeping three quarterbacks. They have had years, year of where they kept two. Uh, Nick Sirianni's history has been more toward two quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Howie has final say on the roster. My personal opinion is that unless you feel that third quarterback has, uh, has a decent chance of becoming a quality backup in the NFL, uh, it's better to just stash a third on practice squad. So my guess is that Reed Sonette does not make the roster. They keep, they keep two on the initial group. Um, but, uh, that they'll look on the waiver wire. To upgrade there. The other thing I'll add is that there's a lot of time between now and Tuesday. You know, I was driving back from the final preseason game last year thinking the Eagles were only going to keep two and then they trade for Gardner Minshew, right? So yeah. so there's a there's a lot that could happen from how he rose them before those rosters are set. How about
4: the defensive secondary? That was the thing that kind of scared me last night. We know they're good with the starting three, uh, if you're including the uh, nickel cover, which most teams are. That's base defense in the National Football League. I'll put their three against any other three in the National Football League. But injuries happen. Their backups got torched. Yesterday and in the joint practice, uh, the one they had against the Dolphins, has anyone really, in your eyes, earned the roster spot, or a guy's going to make this team because well, you got to keep some backups just in case.
6: And you're including safety in there, Jody?
4: Yes, when I I say D
6: backs, corners and safeties. Yep. Yeah. So look, that's 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 the biggest question on the team right now, in my opinion. And like, if, if if you're looking for any reason to. Be concerned this year about their roster. It's the safeties. Um, this is a problem for them. And you know, we can talk about which safeties they're going to keep. I think the, I think Howie and the coaching staff is is, is going to be looking hard at how they can upgrade that spot. I mean, I mean Marcus Epps has played well this summer, and, and Marcus Epps is your top safety. Uh, but the Eagles wanted to upgrade here. I mean, you know, don't listen to them say that you know they're happy with the group that they have. They they tried hard to sign Marcus Williams in mm-hmm. free agency. He, you know, he just decided to go to Baltimore. Uh, so uh, I you know I I'm concerned about the top of the depth chart there, not just who your you know, who your entire group is. So you can right. get excited uh, or quibble if you will about say Reed Blankenship or Kayvon Wallace, things of that nature. But I think safety is the spot where they need to look hard to see if they can make an upgrade in the next few days.
5: Is do you anticipate somebody of value kind of sneaking onto the waiver wire or trade?
6: Yeah. So I, I can't imagine you would find a starting caliber player on the waiver wire here. You can look via trade much easier said than done. And if, if they could have done it, I think they would have done it by now. Um, You know, they, it's, it's one of those things that they, they, they might just need to grit their teeth and make do with what they have. And, you know, uh, trust and trust the development, hope. You know, Anthony Harris has, has played a lot of good football in the NFL. And, and you know, even if uh, he's older now than he was when he played that, you can hope that knowing where to be and, and knowing the defense helps him there. Uh, but I think that, you know, if, if for instance, if Chuck Clark can be traded from Baltimore, that would be a guy you would look for. I just, you know, it's it's hard to find a starting caliber player via trade this time of year.
4: Yeah, by the way, I don't think there's any chance that Chuck Clark gets traded. I talked to a Baltimore guy last week and said that the the team loves him. Even though they took Hamilton with their first-round pick, they're going to find a way to get three safeties on the field. So if you're holding out hope on that, I would bet against it. Um, I want to ask, how do we bet on Miles Sanders? Uh, It's the same old thing with Miles. I know it's only been three years. It seems like more than that, but that's all it is. Once again, Biggest ability is availability, and he hasn't been available during this preseason. Uh, just wind him up and, and let him go on week number one, or is there legitimate concern that the Eagles' top back uh, won't be able to make it through the first month of the season?
6: It's a fair question, right? And, and you know, from, from what I've been hearing behind the scenes, there's optimism he'll be back week one. I heard the same thing in 2020, right? And, and he, he, he was not back week one there. And it's not just, is he back week one? The question is also, is the hamstring injury something that's going to linger throughout the year? I mean, we've seen he can be an explosive running back when he's on the field. Um, and we've seen this summer that he's, he, he, he probably looked as good as he's looked um, since he's been here in the, in the early portion of the summer. But this, this hamstring injury, you know, has, has, has kept him out two weeks now, three weeks. And uh, we'll see how it goes. As far as behind him, I, I think the Eagles could look to add some depth at that spot. The, the belief is is that running back is fairly, you know, it, it, it's a replaceable position. Um, Boston Scott's done decently for them it, as a reserve the past few years. Gain well, they think can you know catch the ball out of the backfield. When you talk about the Eagles' running game, though, the the, the thing that can't be emphasized enough, in particular, when there's fan discussion a, a, about that big power back is their power back, their goal line back, is their quarterback. That's, yeah. that's, that's Jalen Hurts, right? And if you look mm-hmm. at the data, uh, Jalen Hurts has been more productive in short yardage and goal line situations than, like, Garrett Blunt in 2017, than, you know, Jordan Howard when he played real well, you know, in, in 2019. And, and, uh, and so, um, so I think that uh, they need to factor Hurts into any evaluation of the running game.
5: All right, Zach, uh, two names – well, I'm going to throw two names out there and then you tell me their odds of being cut or traded from this team by uh, opening day and uh, any other big names that you see might leave. The two I want to bring up are Devin Taylor, third-round pick a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and Jalen Rager, first-round pick. What's their future?
6: Yeah, so I'll, I'll address Rager first. And unless Rager's traded, he's going to be on the team. Rager's not going to be cut. Um, Rager has has played well this summer. As of now, he's their top punt returner. Uh, I think he's mm-hmm. he's someone that that could still be enticing elsewhere in a change of scenery situation. Um, but he's not someone I see being cut. If um, unless he's traded, he's here week one. Uh, uh, Davion Taylor, that's that's a different conversation, and 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 that's harder that's harder to project, right? Because he's someone who. Played his way onto the bubble in the wrong way, if you were projecting this earlier in the in the summer, you would have said he 's on a fifty three he 's had a tough few weeks here. I think the Eagles liked what they saw from him as a starter last year before the injury, and he does have some tools um, that that you know that, that you that you want to keep around That said, they can 't keep looking at him as a developmental player in year three By this point, you need to be confident that he can contribute. He did contribute last year, and I think that's what's ultimately going to keep him. And I don't think there's anyone behind him who you're saying you need to keep on the roster over him. Now, you can go lighter at linebacker and deeper elsewhere, but my guess is at least on that initial 53 on Tuesday afternoon, Davion Taylor makes it. All
4: right. um, One of the very few bright, shining moments of S. Night's Eagle stopping game for me was Grant Calcaterra looks like he can play, and we haven't had a chance to see him because he's been out for most of the preseason, both for the games and uh, uh, for the practices, but he looks like a guy who absolutely has the ability to A, get open, and B, make the catch. If Stoll is going to make the team because the Eagles, when they go to uh, two tight ends, want to have a guy in there who can block, uh, is uh, a three-tight end uh, roster what we're looking at to start the season for the Eagles?
6: Yeah, that's my guess. I mean, Grant Calcaterra, you need to accept what he is. You know, he's he's basically a a big wide receiver at this point, right? I, I, I mean, he has he has ways to go as far as blocking and playing in line. Um, but but you are correct. He can move in space. He can get open. He can run after the catch. Um, you saw that when he was at Oco- at Oklahoma. You saw that when he was at SMU. Um, I do think he's going to be on the roster. Noah Tonkey has played decently this year or this summer rather. Uh, but I think Calcaterra has as more upside there, so I would expect Calcaterra to make it.
5: All right, Zach. My last question: um, Give us the surprise guy who makes this year's roster.
6: Oh, that is you know. So um, it's it's a good question, and I, I laugh when you ask it because like surprise to someone who might be there every day is different than you, you know you know sure. like uh, some of these guys become. Just just fixtures in your mind, but for fans who are just watching three preseason games, they might not know much about him. I'll give you uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say Josh Job, the undrafted corner from Alabama mm-hmm. who missed the third preseason game, uh, has an elbow injury and the missed time this past week could work against him. Um, but I think that he played well enough uh, before that to really distinguish himself among the group of, of you know like developmental cornerbacks. I would expect him maybe to go on IR on Wednesday uh, and, you know, spend some time there, but uh, I would say Josh Job, And then the other one I would say is Josiah Scott. He was on the roster last year in, in more of a special teams capacity. I think he makes it as a backup slot uh, slash backup safety. The Eagles like the versatility he has. I, I would kind of compare him almost to like a, a, a poor man, Devontae Maddox, in this defense. And he's also dealing with an injury right now, and so you need to be confident in his health. But the Eagles kept him on the roster at the beginning of last year uh, when he was banged up, and I think they'll try to do the same this year. All
4: right, uh, Zach, my last question is this, jettisoning two weeks ahead. Um, I think the Eagles will win by double digits week one. It's probably more of a statement that I think the, the Lions, as popular as they may be on hard knocks and Dan Campbell being a guy you kind of root for, I just think they're a bad football team. The Eagles hung a forty-four spot on them last year, and I expect them to be able to move the ball against them again this year, even with the addition of Hutchinson on the defensive line. I, I get a lot of calls and uh, feedback on uh, the shows that I do, social media. Oh, the game one, you don't want to play the Lions early. You'd rather play them late. They don't know how bad they're going to be. Jody, this is a game the Eagles can lose. I don't buy it. Do you? How, how worried are you for the week one road trip against the Lions?
6: Yeah, I, I, I actually have the opposite opinion in, in terms of when you would want to play them. That's a team you want to play always when Jameson Williams is on the shelf. Correct. When they have some, some young guys who are still learning. I, I think they're, they're hitting Detroit at, at just the right time. I mean, I mean, week one games can sometimes be a bit fluky, um, but, but you see that more when there's a new coaching staff and you don't know what to expect. I think the Eagles are the superior team. Uh, the one thing I'll say about the Lions is that when you look at their roster, um, they're 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 good up front, and and when you can block and when you can rush the quarterback, uh, you can stay in some games. But I I I don't think they have enough elsewhere. I think the Eagles are the better team. I think the Eagles will be ready in in that regard, unless you know there are lingering you know unless like for instance Jason Kelsey's not playing and and you know uh, there are guys who who uh are banged up uh, but but i I expect the Eagles to win that game, um, and I think it, it it will be problematic if they don't that's that's a team that that you should win and unlike last year, for instance, when you know the Eagles really added those wins late in the year and you saw that going into the year that the schedule was softer earlier or, or, or softer later last year, harder earlier, it's the inverse this year they 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 can't afford to lose some winnable games early because they have some tough games you know, come November and December. Uh,
5: very well put. All right, I, I lied. Final last question. Will they win the division this year, Zach?
6: Uh, so if, if you asked me a week ago, I would have said no, uh, because I, you know, I, I think the Cowboys are better than they're getting credit for locally. If, 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 if we had the draft players in the NFC East, I, I think uh, they would have the top two picks in Dak, in Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons. That said, uh, losing Tyron Smith is huge and we'll see how they replace him. Um, but the Eagles were already, you know, kind of trending in the right direction, and I think that uh, the Smith injury is a big variable at Dallas. If, if, if I had to bet on it, I would still go Dallas because I feel more comfortable with, with what they have at quarterback, and I think ultimately that's the biggest indicator for success. Uh, but it's, it's going to be real close, and regardless – I think both teams make the playoffs. All right, there you go,
5: Zach Berman. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining him. Read him in the Athletic. Follow him at Z on Twitter. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend.
6: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank Thanks, Zach. Much. Much. Sharp
5: guy. Does a really good job. Except uh, I
4: disagree with him. I think the Eagles going to win a division. I do too. <laughs> I, I I thought they were, uh and certainly. Even with the Cowboys before the Tyron Smith injury, now uh, I don't want to say it's lopsided, but I'm I'm feeling pretty darn confident about picking the Eagles
5: on top. I think Eagles are trending up. I think Cowboys are trending down. So um, we t- yesterday on the pregame show we kind of got into this, and he just he brought out the argument that says that okay, look if Zach, da- Zach if Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the division, then that gives him a great. Advantage, and clearly, it's the most important position. So, having the best quarterback does. However, I think Dak Prescott is a is a good quarterback. I think, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, so don't hold me to the numbers. But if I'm ranking the 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, he's probably somewhere between eight and eleven for me. Hurts, I don't know. But if say this year Dak is the number, if Dak is the number five quarterback this year. And Hertz is the number 17 quarterback this year. It's going to be really hard for the Eagles to overcome that to win the division. If Dak, follow me here, is the number 10 quarterback in the NFL and Hertz is the number 14 quarterback, I think the Eagles have enough talent elsewhere that they can do that without a big problem.
4: Right, I'll buy into your four spot. What'd you say, 10 and 14? I'll buy into your four-spot differential. Actually, I think they'll both be a little further down the list, as a matter of fact. I think Dak might be outside the top 10, and Jalen might not get as high as 14. But let's say it's 12 and 16, or 13 and 17. You're right. If there's only four spots between them, that's nothing. Right. And the Eagles have the better other 52 guys. Yes. They're going to win the division. Indeed. We agree. Yes. Yes. Oh, man, and by the might... way, I, I let me You're give you have one other another bandwagon. Yeah, there you go. Um, one other group that thinks higher of Dak Prescott than you and I. I was watching whatever preseason game was on after the Eagles were over and done with when I was on the air last night. on me for I can't remember it because um, it really didn't matter. But it was on my TV while I'm doing my show till two right. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's just there. They've got the crawl going underneath. The NFL players voted for the top 100 players in the NFL. Oh, yeah, they're nuts. They've got uh, uh, 20 through one to yet to be revealed, which I think they're doing tonight, maybe. Um, Dak Prescott was, like, number 28, the 28th best player overall in the National Football League. I'm. I'm. How many quarterbacks are in front of him? Not that many. If he's 28th overall in the NFL, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you. You and I see Dak a lot alike. He's a. He's a good quarterback. He's a borderline very good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Mm -mm. He is not going to pick the Dallas Cowboys up and drag them by his shoulder uh, to uh, 13 wins this year without Amari Cooper. May not have Gallup to start the season. He doesn't even have the weapons that he's had previously. I don't know
5: where Dak to the rescue comes from. And Zeke may be on last legs, which is going to hurt him. He's actually,
4: so. I heard, I did a Dallas Cowboy preview spot uh, last night with my guy John Machota from The Athletic, the Zach Berman of Dallas, and he said could uh, look really good in camp.
5: Okay. We'll see how it plays out over 17 games. All right. Hey, coming up, uh, what we're watching, Jody and I, now only one episode so far for me, Jody. House of Dragons, You? Yeah, one episode for all of us. They haven't okay. aired number two yet. We got well, to Well, some people tonight. saw. Some people got advanced review copies. Oh, really? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, nor did I. Anyway, we're going to review the spinoff, well, the prequel, I guess, to Game of Thrones coming up next, and we will take your calls two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow.
1: You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
5: All right. It is time for what we are watching. Brought you to you by Guy the Door and Window. Uh, visit the showroom or visit him at their website at g- goguided.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. All right. Uh, Jody, this Jody. I love the way... Uh, Snoop says it, it Jody, (laughs) Jody, Um, last Sunday was the premiere of House of Dragons, the prequel um, spinoff, but prequel to Game of Thrones, and it drew 10 million viewers. And by the way, this was early in the week. So how many more have come to see it since then, Right. which was the highest number ever for any original HBO show? Higher than Game of Thrones ever drew, higher than Sopranos ever drew, The Wire, unbelievable number, huge success as a premiere. But I come to you today, Jody Mack, to ask you, was this success as a show? Yes and no, and I'll explain.
4: And early in the show, uh, you weren't quite as optimistic about the Phillies that I was. Uh, and couple one of the callers called you on the carpet and unfairly critiqued you. Well, it's my turn to be Mister Negative here. Um, here's my problem, Glenn. And the the numbers are outrageous. And more power to HBO. I enjoyed the show. I thought it was very well done. I thought it was going to be difficult with the bar that was set by Game of Thrones. And I thought they did a darn good job of getting there, keeping the similarities, making some differences, because it's supposed to be a 100 and change years earlier than when Game of Thrones happened. Here's my problem, uh, two. Number one, you're probably better with the accents than I am because mm-hmm. you watch all those British uh uh who done it shows. I do. Uh so I, I good thing that I have it on tape. I don't watch it live because I'm still on the air on CBS Sports Radio at nine o'clock on Sundays, but I tape it and I watch it immediately thereafter at ten o'clock. So if I miss something I can just rewind and see if I can pick it up. And even two or three times I still don't understand what they're saying. I'm just not as good at hearing and understanding Accents, and I know it's not supposed to be British, but most of them sound British to me, whatever Definitely. the accent is of that time and that place. Uh, but the acting was good and the storytelling was uh, good. Right. Can was
5: I just good. I got I got yeah. I got two words. Closed caption. You know, I, I do it the all ab- the time. I, got I do it all the
4: to do that.
5: I do it all the time. You just gotta push a couple
4: much. buttons on the. See, I usually don't like it because usually on the television shows that I watch, they're just speaking English, and I can understand <laughs> them well. So yes. I, I don't think to do that. That's an excellent suggestion. I by have. You Glenn. I
5: do that sometimes with those British shows, like you know, some guy from the streets of Ireland. Hello, mate. How are you And it's like I have no idea what he just said. Judy, what did he say? She goes, I don't know. Closed caption, buddy.
4: I will I will do that tonight. Thank you very much. Problem solve it. And here's the other big problem that I have with it. And this is uh, all my own problem. I, before it came on, I wanted to get a feel for it, so I read a review or two. And then after the first episode, I read why do we have to overanalyze everything? <laughs> that <laughs> what it's. You read? It's, oh, it's empowering of women. And the fact oh, women I read that, yeah, actually read take that. over. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. degrading of women because yeah, of the sexual yeah, scenes yeah, and the yeah. bu- bu- Why can't I just sit down and watch an hour of good television? Right, entertaining television. Yeah, Why do we have to overanalyze everything? This was said hundreds of years ago, but we have to try and figure out how in our society in 2022, what is it saying about us as a societal that we produce this television? Shut up. Just let me watch an hour of entertaining television.
5: <laughs> um yes, I I agree. My hand is up. I agree. Uh what else you got?
4: That's about it. It was all right. well
5: done. I liked it. Uh, I thought I it like was very
4: it. good. I'll be watching it all the way through. Uh I didn't pick up Game of Thrones to like two seasons in. So oh, I then went four. Yeah, me too. And then watched all the way through every single Sunday, and I will do the same with this, and I will never read another review of it again. Cause Here's it's just my an concern
5: with this, which was part of my challenge with Game of Thrones, because I didn't, I like missed Game of Thrones for the first few years. And part of it is because my wife and I watch TV together. I watch so much sports, and I'm out all the time, that when we watch TV, we pick shows together, and that's what we do. And she watched like two episodes of Game of Thrones at the beginning, and so she said, like, I'm out. So I was out. But then after a couple of years, I realized, like, this is an important show. And if I'm going to even, even do something as trivial as this, right, what we're watching, and I like TV and this is an important show, I got to do it. So she, she said, I'll give it another chance. And we binged the first, like, 60 episodes in 60 days. We watched an episode a night forever. And when you do that, it's so much easier to follow. My biggest thing, and uh, we do agree the last season of Game of Thrones was, was such a disappointment, right?
7: No. Oh, I thought I it was
5: thought, fine. Oh, no. I thought the ending was just like thrown together. Okay. Oh, no. I, 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 thought I, thought I didn't like it was, the ending. You're right. It good was it. a
3: horrendous ending. Right.
5: Moshe right. was a big
4: so, devotee. Sorry, take. I'm I'm easier to please. Um, yeah, okay. I, I thought didn't... it was fine. It didn't okay. take. oh, my God, the greatest ending to the greatest show ever. It kind nah, of finished nah. up, but I didn't think it was bad.
3: It was nah. entertaining, but it did a horrible job wrapping up the
5: storylines. I thought so. Anyway, I don't want to get stuck on that. What I want to say is a show like this, for me, is easier, not if I watch it once a week, but if I just like watch it all in a if I binge it. And so what I may do now is like let three or four episodes go by and then and then watch it. I liked it. I thought the story was good. Um, in terms of the angle with women, this the the it's kind of like Secession and the sense that women don't belong in it, that women can't run things. But of course, we're going to find out otherwise because that young woman is gonna is going to end up running the whole thing. I didn't read the books. So I don't know all these forerunner characters, people who are really into it, and most—I think you may be among them. Yes, like indeed. know the this place was this and this foretold that, and right most you 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 get that aspect that I don't, right? Yeah,
3: I, I okay. literally within a week before the first episode had finished reading the book that the show is based on. Well, it's not the entire book, but Fire and Blood, which is kind of like a a history book about the Targaryens and Westeros, and honestly, it was. Pretty spot on to the series of events. There were a few changes that, because I had read the book so recently, I was overly critical of. But yeah. you guys are right. It, it was good. It was enjoyable. The one thing, and I'm going to try and say this without any spoilers, is that near the end of the episode, they introduced something that connects back to the original show. Yeah. That. It was cool. Is both cool, also a total retcon of of. Something of what happens at the end of the show with a Jody,
5: what did he call it? Retcon, yeah,
3: that's what I thought. Retroactively I said changing the continuity, uh, Jody. Jody, may I just say
4: nerd alert? Hold
3: yes, on. absolutely. Hold on, hold on. Glenn, I'm 100% a nerd.
4: Hold on, <laughs> whoosh, that's it going over my head. <laughs>
3: All right, so here they changed but, the origin of something in that, I that world, I get it. but I the there it sounds like they're going to change what. The, the main woman's driving forces right. to you're become getting, you're, queen in that too kind far of far over me. the rim, Moshe. You're, that's you're, what you're, I'm. I'm give you wanted the uh, the nerd rest, assessment,
5: back, and that's what I gave you. Yeah, I got the nerd assessment. Here's here's the deal. and I didn't read the books, but I still love the show, and I know that people who read the books like you probably have this whole other level and discuss it all, and that's great. And I and I did see some Easter eggs. Re- re- Referencing the original series, like little things that drop, like oh yeah, I get that. It's it's a soap opera with swords and sandals and and sorcery and, and uh, lots I, of blood. And They're however, I read the stuff that Jody read, and what they are doing in the, this. The original started in twenty eleven. This is twenty twenty two. It's going. House of Dragons is going to have less blood, and sorry fellas, less nudity than the original, or or as they're promoting it, more tasteful nudity, which, to be honest, I, I didn't vote for that.
4: No, nor did I.
5: So uh, that's it. I liked it. I loved the jousting tournament that they did. I thought that was pretty exciting.
4: That that, that was, if not bloody, dismemberment was pretty good. I, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that
5: part of it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I agree. Um. I I am told there will be more childbirth scenes coming in future episodes. That was pretty rough. Okay. Yeah, we get more of those coming. Yeah, Um, it's going
3: to be... I I know a big complaint a lot of people had with Game of Thrones was, I can't remember who anybody is. There's too many characters. That will happen, and there's going to be some really similar names, and it's going to be confusing.
5: Yeah, that was hard, and that's why, to me, watching it all, like... in in 60 consecutive nights was much easier than a week later. It's like, Judy, wait, was that the guy who had the brother from the castle in the place? You know, I just like, just binged it. And then it was much easier. Um, And yeah, the names are hard to do, but whatever. It's just focuses on one family instead of what? Three, four last time. Mac, if, if you'd allow
4: me, Uh, for those who would complain about that, here's what I would say for you and I, who are of a certain age, when you didn't pick up on something, it was gone. It was done. If you didn't pick up on it, you had no chance. Nowadays, you tape everything. Yeah. If it's not on your DVR, it's streaming somewhere, you can go back. If you miss something, go back and watch it again and figure it out. Don't complain about, oh my God, there's so much I have to remember. We'll do the work then. If you're that worried about it, that bothered by it,
5: go back and figure it out. Are you saying that to me or to Mosh? To anybody. Oh yeah, okay. To anybody I, who complains I, I just, about it. I just binge it and then I, I like pick it up through osmosis.
3: I a hundred percent agree, Jody. It's okay. easy enough. You know, there's there's all the information you need is out there whether you rewatch an episode or just Google your question. It, exactly. It, don't right. don't get frustrated.
5: Homework <laughs> aside, I liked it. I find it very promising. I give it a B plus. Obviously has a lot to live up to to being even as close as the epic that was Game of Thrones. One of the best shows in the history of TV, but I thought it was off to a good start. Again, B plus. Joe, do you say?
4: Yeah, that's good by me. B plus. I'm good with a B plus. B B plus. All right, uh, Yeah,
5: I'd it's... say I'd say a B. I uh, hear that, Joe. a little more critical.
3: Uh, As I said, I, I I finished reading the book too quickly, and it's it's got me over. I'm being overly critical of it for sure. Uh, nerd. Nerd or like I'm I'll I'll own up to it a hundred percent. We appreciate
4: it. No, we
5: needed the nerd point of view. Thank you very much for delivering, Moshe. All right. I'll be here every week. So that's that's our what we're watching. And uh, I guess we both recommend it, and it's on tonight. So there you yeah. go. All right. I'll be watching it on tape because I'm on the air when it's on.
4: And if there's nothing I understand, even after putting closed captioning on it, I'll just go back and watch it again.
5: Yeah, and I think what I'm going to do again, I'm going to wait a couple of weeks and then I'm just going to watch them all in a row. That works better for me. All right, so i got to remember
4: not to reference anything. Yeah,
5: don't the, tell me anything. Yeah, right. You got accused of spoilers. I forget when it was. Oh, I think it was at the end of Better Call Saul. You posted something the next oh, it was day. Oh, terrible. People, man, they were you want up with you. You want to talk about a show that went
4: uh, backwards at the end. You'd think Game of Thrones did. How bad was the ending of Better Call I Saul? I was
5: disappointed in it. And what's funny is most people I talked to thought it was good. I'm oh. with you. I'm oh. with you. Uh, and people say, like, nah, no, it was good because he finally owned up to his sins. Saul Goodman became Jimmy. Became, and I thought, like, nah, I didn't oh. like the end.
4: I thought it was uh, borderline horrific, yeah. terrible ending, god-awful. Right. Maybe because I was that big a fan of the show and thought it was so great that I raised my expectations, but I thought the last three or four episodes were
5: terrible. Especially since Breaking Bad wrapped up so well. Correct. All right. So, Jody, two words for the day, closed caption. I'm going to remember that for tonight. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, we does, got, do, do, uh, We do, got to Hold on. I got one yeah. question. Yeah. When
4: you DVR something. Yeah, no problem you can p- no, you put the back closed after. caption on
5: even a taping. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't have to do it as you DVR. It. You can come back to it.
4: Okay. All right. Thank all you.
5: Right. Not a problem. Uh we got to take a break. Uh, we also uh, chatted so much that we chased away all the callers. So if you want to talk about the Phillies being part of Jody's bandwagon, if you want to talk about the Eagles um either last night or just again, we both have a lot of optimism going into the season. We would love to hear from you now. 215-592
2: Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
5: Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow, ninety four WIP. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We had a pretty full board and then we uh, we took an interview and then we uh, did what we're watching and gabbed a while, chased away all our callers. So if you want to get in, this would be a good time. Obviously we're talking about the Eagles approaching the season, the end of last the just what is what do they say, Jody? Take the film and burn it from last night? What was learned? Nothing. Nothing good anyway. Right. Well, no. but you you need that nothing good. You, they they
4: still have decisions to make on the roster. Does it massively move the needle because of last night's game? Did I reevaluate my Eagles' stance of eleven wins down to eight? No, of course not. But they have some roster decisions they have to make, and I would absolutely use some of that film to base some of those decisions on.
5: Right. Okay. That's fine. And it's it's largely going to be guys who are not familiar names to fans, right? It's going to be uh, uh, Kayvon Wallace, who who, actually fans do know his name, but he's been kind of disappointing, and Jaquisky Tart, who has a great name, who they signed this offseason, Kerry Vincent Jr. It's going to be guys like that at the end of the roster. I don't see any big shakeup between now and then. Um, If they were to add someone, you don't have to give me a name because we don't know the names. What would you predict as a position between now and then that the Eagles would pick up?
4: Safety. And yeah. I don't. I think the pickings are going to be a little slim. Yeah. I know a lot of names that have gotten kicked around, and uh, on the stream that I do on my Birds Three Sixty Five show, uh, a lot of Eagle fans chime in on. Uh, they can get Jesse Bates from Cincinnati. No, they can't. They can get Chuck Clark from uh, the Ravens. They've already got a start. No, they can't because the Ravens are going to play three safeties this year. They're going to start three safety. Though Their safeties are good enough that they can play cover and as corners, so you're not going to get those guys. Yeah, they'll probably take a poke and hope at a guy um, that is better than the guys they have. Again, uh, judging from my calls on WIP and the streaming uh, stuff that we do, um, some people think Jaquasky Tart, Tart, excuse me, is uh, the best eagle safety on this roster that 's not saying much that's a problem yeah. i don 't think there's anyone who questions the fact that Marcus Epps has become the best safety, but the fact that we even are considering Tart as their potential base, base, best
5: safety tells you
4: it 's not a good
5: safety group right now. No, I think they're pretty weak there. And Anthony Harris, I don't know what he has left. And Marcus Epps, to me, is just a guy. They've really improved at cornerback. But, yes, that would be their problem. Of course, you can mitigate that with a great pass rush. They invested a lot this offseason in the pass rush, Hassan Reddick, being the prime free agent that they signed for big money, local kid, double-digit sacks in recent years. We'll see how he fits the system. And, I I mean, I think you also hope that Jordan Davis is the kind of guy who can collapse the pocket, collapse the middle, cause the quarterback to have to run around, and then you get the sack there. Optimistic about that? Maybe. And here's
4: why I say that, and here's what I mean. Um, Of the Eagles' defensive linemen who have played in the preseason games, and the three, not four, because of a stomach flu in Miami – joint practices they had that the Eagles put a lot of emphasis on. The one guy who's really, for me, stepped up is the old man in the seat, Brandon Graham, that he has played well.
5: and uh, I looked, love when you throw in Hemingway, Jody. Yeah, thank you.
4: Uh, he, he has looked like he's turned back the clock two years. And other than that, what has Fletcher shown anything here in preseason? Nothing. Javon Hargrave injured. I know that everybody loves Jordan Davis, and we had him on WIP. The camera and I had him come into the trailer. I heard that. God, it was great. He's a really good guy. You want to root for him. He's got a lot of personality. What has he done? He hasn't made any plays. Well, he's played more than the other guys on the defensive line cuz he's a rookie at least they put him out there. He started last night's game. He didn't get to Tua when Tua took 7 seconds to throw it 85 yards to uh Hill downfield last yeah, night. I
5: guess. I guess.
4: And he's a rookie. I'm not I'm not I'm not questioning the pick. I'm not saying he's not going to be a very good player. All I'm saying is he really hadn't done anything yet. So yeah. we're we're assuming, and I've heard this on Reddit look good in practice, and that's so hard to judge, pass rushing because you can't sack your own quarterback, and he does get pressure on Jalen on a day-in, day-out basis. I hope the pass rush is there. I don't know that it's there yet. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see Jared Goff go down four or five times opening week. Then I'll feel much better about the Eagles' improved <laughs> pass rush.
5: Um, I am with you because the pass rush was a huge weakness last year. One name that you didn't mention, or maybe you mentioned in passing, but a guy who, to me, has to really step up for them is Josh White. Who, they gave him the big contract kind of on spec that he was going to do it. They gave it to him thinking, hey, this is going to end up being a bargain for us. Wasn't last year. We'll see how it is this year. They got a lot of names. Um, they got a lot of bodies, you know. So you it it would appear you have depth. If you have Graham and Sweat as your as your defensive ends, backed up by Derek Barnett, which is again another question. We'll see what he can do. And and, and um Hassan Reddick, either tight end or linebacker, call it what you want, but rushing the passer. You get another year out of Fletcher Cox, you don't play him as much, he's okay. Jordan Davis he and Jordan Davis kind of split there. I think that I like that. Uh, Javon Hargrave, if healthy plays Milton Williams, that's not bad, Jody. I don't know. Anybody makes the pro Bowl this year out of that group. If somebody does, I would hope it would be sweat. Cause he's the one who's moving up or Redick should have said Reddick, but, um, it's certainly a lot better than what you had last year.
4: Here's what I have a lot of faith in with the Eagles defense. I think they're going to be very hard to run against. But for all those reasons that you just listed, the depth they have on the defensive line, improved linebacker play, uh, White and uh, Dean stepping in to add to Edwards, who's uh, in – people forget that this time last year, T.J. Edwards wasn't even in the mix. Nobody was talking about him. He was a a reserve special teamer that uh, good for him. He made the team as an undrafted free agent. He's their best linebacker and was really good the second half of the season. I think teams are going to have a tough time running against the Eagles. So if you can get the pass rush and you've got your starting corners back out there, yeah, you can be good, but they got to get the pass rush. And until we actually see it, in the games, we, we can only speculate how good or good it won't be.
5: Let me sneak V in here. V from Sharon Hill, you're on with Jody and Glenn. How you doing?
7: Hi. Hey, good morning, gents. Good um, morning. I'm glad you guys brought up um, Devin Allen on the Eagles. Um, there's got to be a way he makes this team, even if he's on the practice squad or the special teams. He definitely has talent. I understand he's older and I've had people argue with me about his age, but he is fast. Yeah, and, I don't think his uh,
5: age should matter because, quite literally, he's not slowing down.
7: <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm like, he's fast. He makes things happen. And I like that. Last week, watching him catch that ball, how he, he tracked it was, like, amazing. Like he kept with it, and then watching him take down that guy you know and causing him the fumble was pretty awesome and that, that might thing. have
5: helped him jody that play the, the the bomb he caught last week was impressive, right, but I think they don't they're not quite set that his receiver skills are good enough to yet make him a top five, but if you're that guy and you can help on special teams, jody, maybe that's what. Puts him on the team. And that's what I said earlier. Uh, I Deion Cain last night was disappointing for
4: me because he had had as good a week the week before. Um, Devin Allen brings something out. Deion Cain catch the football, make the eight yard grab, move the chains—always nice. Having a guy who can get behind the defense and help you on special teams. If I were, if it came down to those two guys, I'm keeping Allen, not Cain.
7: Yeah, see, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. And as far as the Phillies, I'm always on board with them. I had a big like blowout with Joe the Camera about it because he kept criticizing them. And I'm like, but if they're your team, it shouldn't matter. Because he would say, well, Are you on board yet? I'm like, No. I mean,
5: V, we do criticize our team, and and thanks for the call. Always nice to hear from you. I mean, we're not. Our job is not to weigh pom-poms. When we right. agree that something great is happening, we'll tell you, but when it's not, we'll tell you that too. 215-592-9494. We're going to go another half an hour and then we got leading off, helping you leading you off to the Phillies closer against the Pirates. They aim to sweep today. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP.